I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. And welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 111 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about my Obamacare nightmare. thought I would share a little bit of, uh, of a personal journey for me um, over the last few years in my search for affordable health care, which I think is something a lot of Americans are searching for. And um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about my Obamacare nightmare and the solution that my wife and I have found uh, that's really, really helped us out over the last couple of months. So Before I do that, I kind of want to set this up by explaining a little bit about a piece of legislation that we've been pushing at the Tenth Amendment Center over the last couple of years. Uh, It's called direct primary care. And basically what this piece of legislation does is it simply stipulates that direct primary care agreements, which are sometimes called medical retainer agreements, that these do not constitute insurance. And that frees doctors and their patients from the onerous requirements and regulations under the state insurance code. So it basically allows direct primary care practices to work outside of the insurance system without any government interference. Now, according to Michigan Capital Confidential, by removing a third-party payer from the equation, these medical retainer agreements help both physicians and patients minimize costs. This is what Jack Spencer wrote. He said, under medical retainer agreements, patients make monthly payments to a physician who in return agrees to provide a menu of routine services at no extra charge. Because no insurance company stands between the patient and the doctor, the hassle and expense of bureaucratic red tape are eliminated, which have resulted in dramatic cost reductions. Routine primary care services and the bureaucracy required to reimburse them are estimated to consume 40 cents out of every dollar spent on insurance policies. So lower premiums for a given amount of coverage are another potential benefit. So this direct primary care model represents the kind of cost control Obamacare promised but failed to deliver. And I have some personal experience with this. And uh, I'm going to share a little bit about that. But before I do that, I want to set it up by talking a little bit about my nightmare with Obamacare. Now, when Obamacare first went online, it really wasn't too big of a problem for me because I was working for a company and I got my insurance through my employer. 
But when I went part-time at my job and started doing more self-employment work, all of a sudden I had to get my own insurance. And the first thing that I learned is there is no health insurance market outside of Obamacare, at least not in Kentucky. Had to go through the exchange in order to get health insurance. Wasn't too bad at first. There were a number of companies, you know, got, got a decent, decent policy with decent coverage. But the next year, almost all of the companies left the system. There were only two left of any significance. So I had to change insurance companies. That was a hassle. Our premiums went up, not significantly, but a little bit. But the coverage got a lot crappier. So then the next year, which was actually last year, that's when things really went to crap. Uh, there was only one company left. Everybody else left. It was called uh, the company's called CareSource, and it's basically this quasi-government uh, co-op-y kind of thing. And it was costing us six hundred dollars a month with a six thousand dollar deductible for each of us. Now, six hundred dollars a month—that's getting to the point of being a little bit of a strain on our budget. Um, especially considering it really wasn't covering anything. We would have been better off that year not having health insurance and just paying outright for all of our health care services. By the time you figure up the premiums and uh, you know all the copays and everything, we would have been better off without insurance. But I have to have insurance. I've got an artificial heart valve, so I can't really be insuranceless. So we sucked it up. Oh, and here was another delight. Remember that whole thing? Well, with Obamacare, you'll be able to keep your doctor. Yeah, no. Uh, this particular insurance company wasn't accepted by any of our doctors, so we had to get all new physicians, which was a royal pain in the behind. So fast forward to this year. Uh, again, the only company in the system is this care source. My $600 premium went to $1,050, and my deductible went up to $7,000 a piece. Well, 600 and some dollars was a stretch on the budget, $1,050 is a budget buster. That's more than our mortgage. And again, for not getting much coverage, I mean, we could be like $14,000 out of pocket before anything is even covered. It's absolutely absurd. So we were basically at the point of saying, ah, we're just going to have to take the chance of not having insurance. And if we get really sick, I guess we'll go bankrupt. Well, fortunately, last year, Kentucky passed one of these direct primary care bills. And lo and behold, a direct primary care practice opened up here in Lexington. It's called Access Med, and I'll actually link to it in the show notes page. These people are fantastic. So I now pay $75 a month for basically all of my family physician stuff. Labs, uh, you know, if I twist an ankle, uh, you know, regular checkups, all of the screenings, all that type of stuff is covered under the $75 a month. Now, that's affordable. On top of that, they get tremendous savings on other things. And I'll give you one example. I have prescriptions for my uh, for my heart valve, just kind of maintenance prescriptions. It was costing me $56 out of pocket every month. Getting my medications through my direct primary care provider, I am now paying $8 a month for my medicines. So right there you see the cost savings. My wife is having a routine test next week. It was going to cost $250 going through the normal system. It's going to cost $75. So you can see just from those two examples how much money these folks are able to save by not operating in the insurance system. And here's the other great thing. I got sick a few weeks ago, got a sinus infection. I called. I got an appointment that 
day. They guarantee appointments within like 24 hours. They're extremely receptive. When I got my blood work done, they had my blood work back to me in 24 hours. Usually it takes two or three weeks. And I got a consultation over the phone about my blood work. These people are fantastic. Access Med in Lexington. This is what we need in our healthcare system. This is what we don't have. Now, granted, if you have a direct primary care physician, you still need some type of insurance, you know, in case you get run over by a bus, basically a catastrophic type of policy. But we were even able to find a solution through that, going through one of these medical share organizations. And I'll link to that on the show notes page as well, the one that we use, just to give you an idea what that is. But again, we're getting tremendous cost savings. We're paying about $300 a month for a premium as opposed to paying uh, $1,050 a month, you know, so you know, something we can actually afford, which is nice. This is what we need more of. We need more options in the healthcare marketplace. We need people be, to be able to make choices and to have different ways of delivering healthcare instead of having everything dictated by Washington, D.C. This everything dictated by Washington, D.C. thing is not working. Now, you know, people will tell you, well, you know, we've had millions of people have gotten health insurance that didn't have it before. And, I, you know, that may be true. I really don't know. I've never really looked at the numbers. But here's what I think has happened. Basically, they've just taken the uninsurable pool and moved it up the income ladder a little bit. So, you know, poor people can get insurance now through the system, but people like me who are self-employed and, and middle income, we're screwed. So we need more alternatives. We need more free market. Now, some people are going to say, oh, Mike, you're crazy. The free market's the problem. You can't have free market health care. You know, it's been a complete failure. How do you know it's been a complete failure? We haven't had free market health care in this country in decades. No, it's not a complete failure. Economics works every single time it's tried. Markets work. Competition works. Choices work. The direct primary care model is a perfect example of this. You know, I'm getting fantastic care. I'm getting fantastic customer service. My doctor wants to keep me as a customer. I actually get to, when I had my first visit, so like my physical, we spent 45 minutes talking about my history, about things I was concerned about, about my medications. 40, have you ever spent 45 minutes with your doctor? Usually they're trying to shuffle you out as quickly as possible because they have to bill according to some kind of insurance uh, you know, schedule and, and they're allowed this much time for this and this. No, this is ridiculous. We need a system where it's the patient and the doctor, not patient doctor, big insurance company, not patient doctor, Barack Obama, not patient doctor, Nancy Pelosi. We need patient doctor, nobody else. And get all this garbage out of the system. Free market, that's the solution. We're starting to open those doors. We need to push those doors open harder. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. And if you have not done so already, you can subscribe to Thoughts from Meharry Head over at iTunes for free. There's a link on the show notes page. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.